rounded edges. You look like right now because the window behind you, you look like one of those people that wants to remain anonymous on like a news <laughs> show. You can only see my silhouette. Yeah, I don't think I can trust you right now if I if I can't see your face. Yeah, well, I had to. I'm currently at the edge of my bed because this stupid microphone stand kept like drooping down and down and down. So now it's just oh all God. the way down at like a 180 degree angle. <laughs> Dude, that's happened to me uh, at like live shows and it's oh God. one of the most frustrating things possible. Ugh. Having the mic just constantly sagging and I, oh my, I, th- I forgot what show specifically, but I almost did that douchebag asshole rock star move of kicking the fucking microphone stand because I was so fucking tired of it. Yeah, I mean, it's don't do that. Never do that because, you know, it's it's disrespectful, but it does suck. You know, it's It's, I mean, it's frustrating. And like if you can't guarantee that the microphone is going to stay in place for my entire fucking show, then this place isn't worth having a show at. Wow. A mic stand costs twenty dollars to replace. You know what I mean? Like for a venue, that's unacceptable. Ugh. Well, I I'm, I'm gonna name names if we keep talking about this shit. <laughs> well, let's not do that. I'm about well, to put uh, people it, on blast. Well, most of those names would probably be defunct by now, anyway. Um, God, I almost said I hope so, but you're probably right. <laughs> I don't hope so. That's fucked up, uh, dude. There there would be times when my kick drum would kind of edge forward every time I kicked it. And that is the worst. Oh, yeah, that's infuriating. Because it it looks so cool. It's really hard to, like, focus on the music. (laughs) So it looks really cool seeing a drummer, like, kind of crouch, like, lowering in their chair so they can still reach the kick pedal. You know, and it's like... You just look like you're lounging. (laughs) It's just so chill. like, kicking your feet up. (laughs) You know, I don't want to distract from the other members of the band. Like, y'all do stuff, too, I I think. You know? I, I mean, arguably... We, we don't, <laughs> but there was a while there where I was like, I need to put on a show, man. I need to like, I need to headbang and run around and do everything. And then I'll watch other people play and I'll see that they're just like chilling and just playing and kind of like focusing on their job. And it's, I don't know why I put so much pressure on myself to like be the energy of the band when it's like the, mu- it's like, to me, it's weird that we're playing punk music and I'm kind of standing still. Sure. But we're playing metal music and I'm standing still. And then a bunch of other people are just like, nah, dude, I'm just going to be looking at my guitar for the next 45 minutes and just like swaying back and forth. I'm like, I could have done that. I mean, these people are clapping just as loud for you as they were for, for my fucking fake ass headbanging. (laughs) It, there's a point where, you know, people may or may not care, uh, you know, and like, it is good to have, you can't look like you're bored, obviously. Like when you sing and when you play, like you look like you're involved in the music and you're passionate about what you're doing. Right. So you don't need to do all this extra stuff. Uh, But and I thought I did. It'll get to a point where it's like, hey, man, do you even want to be up there? Exactly. (laughs) You know, and and a lot of times I don't. (laughs) So it's (laughs) it's also like, you know, trying to make it look like I want to be up there, but. I don't, and it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, in any Ugh. case, talking about our our little desert rock, our little stoner band, mm. let's talk about this dang album. Oh, this dang album? Yeah, I think this dang album. 
as All opposed right. to like I another mean, dang album. Fine, if you want to. <laughs> I just was hoping to just catch up and whisper sweet nothings into each other's ears. I mean, I th- you, we usually save that for after the episode. Yeah, we always have to edit that part out. Yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little too lovey dovey. And, and usually, it happens right before we go to bed. It's the only way I can fall asleep. Usually, yeah, uh, you just listen to this voice. So it goes pretty long. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, snoozy already. Don't get sleepy. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Ugh. Energy, energy. Wake I'm up. Headbang for a little Wake bit. Up. All right. <laughs> Headbang yourself awake. Yeah. All right. Just. It's not the same. You got to bring the energy. What? What? the fuck are we talking about today brett lucas we are talking about an album and that album is going to be by a band and that album is called circle of demons and that band is called at all cost singular whoa (laughs) yeah yeah i never thought about that (laughs) because the first time you you told me the band's name three times and each time i was like well surely they must be at all costs because that's like how the saying goes at all cost circle of demons it's the first time I've ever heard this album, and Ooh. you're the one that brought it up. You say you've been listening to it for a while. Yeah, first time you ever heard of the band? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're very well known. I mean, because they're pretty much local to Austin. I, I don't know how nationally, how big they got. Yeah, from from all the YouTube videos I've seen, they play a lot of, they played a lot of local places way back in the day. I've seen videos from Emos and safe house yeah. which was a year ago <laughs> yeah sa- that safe house video is unfortunate i just was so the, excited when you sent that to me just the sound quality it's so bad yeah well it's it's kind of hard getting all that stream stuff that that's why burn band stopped doing streams because it's just so hard to get a good sound on that you know yeah i feel like you would have to do direct in on everything for it to sound decent and if you're if you're literally picking up what you'd be hearing if you were in the crowd like on a on a camera microphone that there's no chance of that sounding good yeah 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 and this was yeah yeah. uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but this album did not come out a year ago it came out in 2007 i believe yeah yeah almost 14 years ago and there's fucking christ there's an interesting thing that happened when (laughs) Lucas first told me about the album at the end of the last episode I went and walked the dog and I listened to the entire album and <laughs> was it the same record it wasn't you remember it was I didn't I, think so I it, told it was you a really weird album cover it was a totally different band no it was the same band oh really yeah it was the same band same songs different order and I think there yeah, was slightly was different production like some of the I don't, I don't know. I only listened to it once. And then Lucas was like, whoa, no, this is the version that I'm listening to. I'm like, oh, and I yeah. tried to do research, like trying to find why there's this second version. Which one is the real one? Like maybe mm-hmm. the one you're listening to is is like a remaster or something. But I don't Yo, know. I couldn't I gotta find ask, anything. Do you remember what the first song on that, on your version was? The first one that you listened to? Circle of Demons. The, it opened with Circle of Demons, even on your epi- on your version that you found. Yeah, but uh, then Drugs was like the third song. Mm. It was in a it was in a really a very odd order. Could it have been in alphabetical order? 
you know what? Let me go ahead and look it up right now. We'll kind of get the differences between the two. I had I already had a close connection to this band through a friend, which made me more open to this record. But I will say, Circle of Demons as a song and as an opener is really challenging. No, to, for sure. To get into. Like, when you first announced this, when you first brought up this album, I kind of took a cursory listen to Circle of Demons, the first song. And I, I should was have like, warned you. Oh, man. I was like, oh, man, I don't think, I'm, I think I'm going to have to break it to him that I'm not going <laughs> to like this album. I think we have to finish and end the podcast. <laughs> I think I think we got to break up as buds. This is the death of earbuds. No, I, I realized that I should have warned you when you said like, I'm going to listen to this and walk my dog. Maybe 30 minutes after that, I started listening to it and I was like, Oh shit. I forgot. It starts this way. (laughs) I should have warned Brett because if you at least knew going into it, that it was going to start that way. You could at least like mentally prepare for it. Yeah. Um, but it literally, and I guess we might as well go into this, but it literally starts with, Everything starting at once, including the screaming. It's there's no pretense of an intro to this album at all. Yeah, it's there's no pretense to this to the intro of a song. Like the song just fucking starts. Like people have done that before and it it's worked out. But this is this is for any fan of even metalcore. Like this is quite a way to start an album. This is quite a way to get into something that you're going to be listening to for the next like 40 something minutes. Yeah. And metalcore, I'm sure as uh, along with a lot of other types of metal, they usually start out with like an intro track. That's like a minute and a half, two minutes of just building up tension a little bit. Mm. Start like a lot of times I know a lot of metal bands start their first track is like acoustic guitars and just like bling, 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 and and a little like, Hey, we're kind of bringing you in this mood. We're bringing you. And then that two minutes is over. And then it's like, and and that's where you're like, okay, there's at least a little foreplay. Yeah. Your ears have been, your little, your little ear bean has been flicked a little bit already. (laughs) So you're, you're kind of wet and ready, you know, for, for, (laughs) for penetration. But this comes in growly voice. It's not quite screamo, but he does get into his little gurgly screamo voice later on. And, yeah. you know, it's quite quite a thing. I guess I could see why they made this the single, because the chorus is pretty, like, single-worthy, I guess. Yeah. But um, it's it's <sighs> it really doesn't prepare you for what's going to come on the rest of the album. No, the rest of the album is way catchier, way easier to bob your head to. It's metalcore. The rest of the album, it's it's uh, it's metal music that you can you can nod your head to and groove to for most for the most part. Yeah, but like at all cost is one of my favorite metalcore bands of all time, and probably because of like this this personal connection that I have to them. But uh, do you like metalcore? Before we like finally get into this, like what kind of like that was something that I realized I didn't ask you and I and I haven't we haven't even talked about it. Like what is your taste in metal? Uh I am I am not a fan of metalcore at all. Fuck. Uh but but I will just say right now, I did enjoy the album. And I'm 
you know, this is this is what I'm looking forward to with this podcast is listening to stuff I would not usually listen to and forcing myself to really like get deep into the music, listen it, to it multiple times, give it the attention it deserves, you know, because yeah, try usually, and find an appreciation for it. If I found this album on my own, I'd probably give it one. I, I might not even get through the album and I'd probably throw it away forever. But I, I got through this album like three times. I've listened to this album about four times in the last week. And, you know, there are some tracks that I really do like on it, you know, like, yeah, I think it has a more, a broader appeal than just metalcore. Yeah. There are some, uh, like there's a lot of auto tune, uh, there's, which was a first for me in a metal album. Well, it's kind of, it's a little bit seen, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like, yeah, the, the first band it, I was reminded of was attack attack a hundred percent. And that was the first band of because uh, attack attack i would say he was even a little heavier than at all cost um mm. i i think they're they're more of like breakbeat type they're more deathcore that has like uh auto-tuned really high-pitched auto-tuned vocals and a lot of synthesizer put on yeah it. but i want to say that this album was a precursor before any of that shit i don't know when attack attack like started getting big i probably didn't hear them until like 2009 or 10 and this album came out three years before that. I had never heard autotune on a rock record ever. I, and <laughs> autotune used to be a dirty fucking word for me. And when I heard well, this, I was like, what the fuck? I don't like this. And then I listened to it more and I was like, this is awesome. It used to have such a negative connotation because people thought it was an easy way to make bad vocals good. But that's not what it is at all. No, it, it, I mean, I think T-Pain was getting kind of big at that time. 2007, 2008 also. Yeah, but he was he was using it as an effect. T Pain can actually sing, and he's you, an incredible singer. You can't be a bad singer and sing with auto tune, or else it's going to sound horrible. Yeah, but because they, my exposure to auto tune was pop music, so when I heard it in this, it was well, egregious. People get it confused for like pitch shifting and like mm-hmm. vocal correcting. You hear auto tune, you go, "Do you believe that law?" A fucking great song, by the way. I love that song. I think it's just fine. I love that song, but I hated auto tune, and I kind of still do. But yeah, when you listen to like Blink One Eighty Two, you can hear that they're pitch shifting or that they're tuning uh, Tom's vocals and Mark's vocals. And I, once I started being able to hear that it ruined a lot of music for me because I started hearing it and especially pop music, but a lot of like popular rock music. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I can tell they didn't hit that note. <laughs> you, like you can tell there's something off, but this on, on circle of demons, the whole album, he uses auto tune a lot on his singing vocals on the clean folks. And, uh, aesthetically it adds a lot to the music. Like it adds a really cool layer on top of like, we're just, now we have the, the singy part, you know, like you do on a lot of metal core. Like now we get to sing during the chorus. Yeah. But, but adding auto tune to it makes it an aesthetic. It makes it a, a, a choice. It's a really interesting choice. And I think they're a, lo- a lot more complex with where they put the clean vocals and where they put the dirty vocals. It's not just yeah. like verse is dirty, chorus is clean. They mix it in, in a lot of different places. So it's not so formulaic. Yeah, for sure. yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, now we have our our uh auto-tuned chorus. It's not always the chorus. Yeah. It's not it's not always auto-tuned. It's not you know, it's 
it did it felt like a choice every time they use it it felt like this is a conscious choice that they're making that like this is going to add more to this part yeah and i it took a long honestly it took a long time for it to grow on me despite how much i love the music <laughs> it took a long time for that auto-tune vocals to grow on me and once they did i was like they're the only ones that can pull this off <laughs> i liked attack attack you know and there's a few other bands that did it i liked them for what they were doing but after a few songs, I can't listen to it anymore. And I can listen to this album repeatedly. I think e e even my first time listening to this album, I laughed. I had to laugh to myself, right? Cause why? Because you were like, why am I loving this so much? <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> it was because the first song, Circle of Demons, has no autotune. It's just screamo, it, like very, you know, punky, hardcore metal song. And then uh, the next song, Get Down for the Revolution, brings in that synth that kind of kind of mm -hmm. low quality synth and then that's the first song the autotune lyrics come in and it's like oh i didn't know this was a part of the band right and yeah it's a it little was, it silly it sounds a little silly but the more i listened to it the more i got past that initial reaction and i started really enjoying it man yeah i we uh for the listeners too like one thing that we did me and Brett was we, we created a sort of listening party to where we were both listening to this at the same time in our own respective homes, yeah. but we were like kind of texting throughout and reacting to certain things. And that I was so worried going into this that I was like, man, I did not think four episodes in, we were finally going to get to an album that one of us doesn't like. <laughs> Like I thought it was going to take way longer. Is that, that why you wanted to do the listening party to kind of like see what I, what if my thoughts on it? I was gauging you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was telling, I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, man, I think I picked an album that was too challenging for someone who, you know, we haven't even answered your question for someone who might not even like metalcore. So you don't like metalcore, but what metal do you like real quick? Uh, I mean, I can't say I don't like metalcore just because I really haven't listened to much of it. Uh, I, I'm usually lead towards the punk side of things. I do like metal. This is very basic. Uh, but I, I kind of like classic metal, like Iron Maiden and uh, Metallica. Yep. Uh, Judas Priest, right? Judas Priest, and I. There's, I, I'd get more into metal, I guess, if someone recommended stuff to me but just getting into it like there even on this album uh i hate the like sweeping guitar oh, thing man. sorry man i just like i it's just ugh. i By just the way arpeggios are is that what those are <laughs> i think so <laughs> it's not like a sweeping guitar i think that's what sweeps are right I think so. And that only it's, it's happened. arpeggios on your guitar. That didn't happen too many times in the album in the first no. place. But it's it's stuff like that. It's like the machismo of metal. Like I tried to listen to Avenged Sevenfold a couple days ago, and maybe I listened Which to the album? wrong album. It was the the white one with the black skull on it. Oh, dude. I guess I listened to the wrong one. <laughs> There's only two. Avenged Sevenfold albums that are worth listening to and you listen to one I think you listen to the did the one that you listened to had a almost easy on it yeah that was the second song that's a good song honestly but uh 
No, the first the albums, bef- the two before that one, I think are what you need to listen to to like really get why I love Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. Do you like the breakdowns in metal? Not usually. I I just That's feel like I've heard it all. Mm. Which is yeah, why I love really this album. Hear, yeah. Which is why I I think I I would like this album more than other metalcore metal albums because, like in the first song, they take these breakdowns and these bridges and they just go wherever they want with it. They I think it's their favorite part of each song are these bridges and these breakdowns. I think you're right. You can tell that they're having a lot of fun <laughs> on those parts. Like like on this first one, it's like you got a kind of offbeat funky thing in there, but it still goes like a southern hard. metal. Yeah, I you know, I thought that was great. And there were there were a couple uh you know, it it wasn't usually the usual just did it did it right did it did it you know just <laughs> with a oh going <gasps> in the background <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> yeah that's it does they, these this album i don't think has what you would call a traditional breakdown that you would normally hear in metalcore like, I, they had a lot of fun with these and especially with the rhythms yeah. i on i think this second song might be one of the only ones to have one of those kind of more traditional breakdowns I could be remembering wrong, but I think you're right. I mean, we can get into it. We can start getting into it. I think, um, but yeah, to go back into, so it's good to know about what kind of metal you like, because now I can know what kind of metal to, uh, to suggest for an episode. Because if, if you're looking for suggestions, I can think of metal core and metal that I like that you might not have heard or might not be into. And we can, we can get into it. I, I wanted to do the listening party with you because a, I wanted to gauge what you were thinking. Cause I uh-huh. thought, Oh no, four episodes in, I already introduced an album that one of us doesn't like, <laughs> but also it was really awesome to see some of the feedback that you were sending me, like through text messages or just, you were like, Oh, the transitions and you know, Oh man, like it, what is this? Is this like medieval? Is this, you know, is this a classical like middle age shit or, or, you know, and, and I thought it was, really cool to like see your reactions kind of live and also yeah. knowing that this wasn't your first time listening to it. Like this, that was your second time, right? Yeah. It was my second time listening to your version of the album. <laughs> right. So that was technically your third time hearing some of these songs. Yeah. And was that when it finally started kind of, I think, I think the second time around when I got past that initial, uh, I don't know, first layer of of my understanding of this stuff. I think the second time around, I grew an appreciation for the, some of the stuff. And then on our viewing party, uh, there, I actually picked out some songs that I genuinely enjoy, you know, and might like put on my little singles playlist on YouTube Music. Nice. And, right, and we'll, we'll get to those. Well, we're getting we're gonna get into it right fucking now, bud. So. <laughs> First song opens with the title track, the single, <laughs> and the first song in the album yeah. called Circle of Demons. And literally, the not even a half second in, the dude's already screaming in your ears. You have a thrashy fucking verse, just drums going. Yeah, it's like, very thrash intro. And they get to the chorus within 20 seconds. 
like it's it is one of the craziest opening tracks <laughs> I've ever heard. Like <laughs> right off the bat, the guy is screaming "kill, kill" in your fucking ears. I but one you know you called out that you didn't necessarily like the lyrics a lot on this album, and I loved the lyrics on this album. Really. Like this, the opening two song, the opening two lines: "Kill, kill, then you drill for our tanks just to fill and blind to deceive," and all this blackness is just white lies and red in streets. This album came out at the height of the war on terrorism, and us being in Iraq, and that's what all this is about. That's what this whole album's about. Yeah, <laughs> I figured that it it's it's basically about that era of time. <laughs> yeah, it's a very zeitgeist album. Like in 2007, what were metalheads, politically aware metalheads, talking about and singing about? And it's 100% this. Yeah. And this, out, this song is so fucking angry. And it <laughs> definitely stands out on for, from the whole rest of the record for the angriest song probably on the record and the, the thrashiest and the most chaotic. It's, I I don't know if I'd put it as most chaotic yet. Ah, uh, maybe it's because it's an intro song. And to me, I'm like, this is just so like, it's so all over the place. <laughs> and it's this, to, it is like the, the part where they're like, gata, 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 like the drums are going off and they're yeah. just like, that's when the, and the guitar is doing the little sweepy thing. And I'm just like, dude, this is so like. So much to take in is like an attack on the senses. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and there's also like little synth mixed in there and it's mixed in so well. You don't even really notice it that much. Is it? So yeah, I was, I was yeah. thinking like, I don't really remember too much synth aside from the second song, but there yeah, must some be of the, more in there. Yeah. Like some of the songs, the synth is, is a lot more front and center. This one was like blended in really, really well. That's one thing that like i this was another one that I thought like I wasn't going to get a tone bone listening to this <laughs> because I remember back in the day having to really adjust the EQ on uh-huh. my, on my radio because it was so, uh, high end, like treble heavy and yeah. like not nearly enough bass on this. And, uh, yeah, honestly, like I always listen to Spotify with EQ turned on and it's always turned on to the to the rock EQ and that made this just so juicy for me to listen to on I'm really good over the ear headphones it was just like even that first song I'm just like uh it's weird that you're playing this abrasive thrashy song and it sounds so warm in my ear <laughs> I will say that we we talked about this in episode 3 with Papa the dream is over I would say I can definitely hear the bass a lot more clearly in this album. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can definitely pick it out much more. I'd say it's, I'd say it's warmer <laughs> than than the Pup album. Oh, uh, I think you're 100 percent right. Because when I listened to the Pup album, I had that EQ turned on and it didn't do enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think I changed the EQ from rock to hip hop to get more bass out of <laughs> Pup. But I'd say I'd say production wise, I didn't really notice anything one way or the other with with the tone. You know, I, I was kind of neutral about it as I am with like most albums. Yeah, I'm pretty neutral too. I, I I there were there were moments 
on this album that I got a, a turgid tone bone. Mm. And I'm we'll excited get, to hear about this. Oh, buddy. And, I'll, and I'll what tell you had you to do to get it. that thing down. <laughs> I had to like take a cold shower, smoke a cigarette. I <laughs> uh, had to eat some like really funky tasting food. Just distract myself. Right. I had to think about baseball a lot. Oh yeah. But that honestly made it worse. <laughs> Cause you're so horny for baseball. Yeah. I just, feel like uh, that wasn't the right way to go. No. And then I started thinking like, all right, just dudes, dudes with their shirts off. And then it still didn't go away. It's like, you're trying to sabotage yourself, dude. Honestly, like when am I not? <laughs> but that was, yeah, I, I think it's, this is such a challenging way to start an album. And anyone who's going to listen to this record after hearing this episode or before you listen to this episode, it's the, this is our warning. If we haven't already said it three or four times, you will have to get through this song to get into the more groovy metalcore stuff that comes after it. Yeah, I because it gets catchier, it gets more fun to listen to, and it and dare I say, it gets danceable at times. <laughs> if I dare say, I I mean, look, you're saying it already, so I guess I, you do dare to say. I dare. Uh, I I think legitimately there were times where like I was like fucking. Headbang, I'm like listening to it. And then there were times where I was legitimately like kind of boot bopping around my apartment. Just like, "Ah, this is so fun. Like this for a, (laughs) for a metal album. Like this is way too fun. It's I'm really enjoying it. Despite again, like kind of how fun pup was despite how heavy, heavy the lyrics are. And the lyrics on this are just like, uh, on, you know, to, to move on to the next song really quick. But, but before we move on, like, in Circle of Demons, I love his little wordplay that he does where he says in the chorus, like, the money uh-huh. will control. You know that line? In the money sense, will control. In a sense. In, in sense. sense. Yeah, so in a sense. And then in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then in sense, like sense, like dollars and cents. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> like, I... And I, this is an, this is probably one of my first times I ever sat down with like ly- the lyrics and, and, and followed along with what he was saying. Cause a lot of times I'm just like listening. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't care what he's saying half the time. It's just fucking cool sounding to me. And then I sat down and I'm just like, dude, his lyrics are incredible on this album. And it's, uh, you know, I, I understand why you might not like them as much as I do, but stuff like that, like real quick, I feel like I'm going to say that's so fucking metal. Like way too many times in this episode <laughs> do you want to so, like give a basis for what that means real quick is that what you're trying to do when it gets brutal oh my god it's so brutal um yeah but i don't want to i i don't want to say that's so metal because i feel like I'm, I'm just gonna repeat it so often so instead of that i'm gonna say that's so raven from now on for the rest okay. of the episode all right i yeah. like that switch it yeah. up yeah i mean because i mean fucking raven simone's pretty metal herself so taking from the severed hand of innocence, cause everyone that's here is damned. That is a, that's so goddamn Raven. That's I so, love it. you know, I'll start saying that too. I, I feel like I, we're going to say it a lot now. That's fine. I think yeah. that, I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. It is very Raven. It's, it's such, all the, like all the lyrics are so heavy handed. There's from the, from the first second, that this album starts the the subtlety is out the window the pretense of like 
we're gonna we're gonna ease you in real nice and slow. Like <laughs> that ain't happening, baby. <laughs> but I do love how Circle of Demons goes perfectly into the second song. Get down with the revolution. Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. Like and and I will say I feel like this is gonna be said a lot on this um, throughout this album too. Is all the songs just start. We're just gonna we're uh, oh yeah blanket statement. <laughs> they just all go. The s- they just go for it. Usually the vocalist is there too. He's on the like all the songs. There is no intro to any song. They might not know how to do an intro. You they know? might not, or they might just say like "fuck intros." This isn't. This isn't an out. This is a protest record. So like, what are we gonna make this all pretty and fucking easy for you to listen to? Like, no, we're. I have a lot of shit to say, and we're gonna just get started. It's like whenever we played live shows, and I was just like, I don't want to introduce ourselves. Can we just start playing music? Like, <laughs> hi, we're Mortalis. Uh, we're from Austin. Like, no, like, let's just start. Like, yeah, there's no the sound no, guy no gave pretense. us a thumbs up, and we just go. We would just go yeah. for it. And people, a lot of times, were pretty confused. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, they would figure out that yes, we were a band playing music. Yeah, we were supposed to be up there. <laughs> they would eventually <laughs> figure that out. They're like, did these guys just kind of take over the stage? Uh. <laughs> But yeah, I love how it just goes right into the get down to the revolution. I mean, you know, yeah, blanket statement for every song. It is just balls to the wall from the from the start. Yeah. yeah but this one has a lot more of a punk vibe. Yeah, it's well, it starts off with that very kind of lo-fi, very techno sounding synth, you know, yeah. that, that tells you, uh oh, something's all right maybe my expectations are going to be shattered a little bit throughout this album. Yeah, exactly. I think like they're keeping the punk thing going from the first track from circle of demons, but it's already there. It already has way more groove than the first song. Oh yeah. I feel like it's a little more metal than, than punk just because it has that. Did it didn't get it. Didn't take it. You know? Yeah. Like it has a little bit of that groove in there. But they, I mean, they incorporate punk and metal into all their stuff. So saying one is more prominent than the other isn't a statement that'll be consistent like throughout even the entirety of one song. Yeah. And it's, they, they literally are clashing and fucking like a head on collision of punk rock and metal. Yeah. And it's so fucking cool i fucking love this song i love get down with the revolution this is the first one that like that auto tune is like really in your face oh when yeah he's singing i <laughs> kind of it comes out of comes out of nowhere <laughs> Come, yeah it, it's that's what i mean like this band isn't trying to prepare you for anything <laughs> like, there there's no warning about what you're about to hear it is just like it is so unapologetic and like I said, like there's no pretense. They're not trying to like, it doesn't sound like they're trying to, they're like, this is what you're going to hear. And this is like, we're not going to, they don't let up at all. Yeah. No, they don't pull any punches at all, man. And it's like, there's some really good double bass in this. Oh, like yeah. during the, the bridge, um, like breakdown part. I love the breakdown too, man. Yeah. This is, I feel like this is definitely more a traditional metal breakdown. Uh, yeah. than most of the other breakdowns on this album, but I don't think it's a bad thing. <laughs> I think it works out v- well 
See, I don't know? even know. I don't even know if this is if this is a traditional breakdown because you have like the tongs going. You know, there's and it's like, and then you have like the the way that they started with like that that kind of classic metal that oh where it starts, but then they echo it to go along with it. It's it's so grooving, man. <laughs> so grooving. And I love that that bass part in the bridge, the where it like slides down and just yeah. like rumbles a little bit. <laughs> and the harmonized guitars during that whole part too. It's very like reminds me of like Death Clock. <laughs> like what kind of metal would you call Death Clock? That's that's metalcore, right? Uh death metal? I mean, from is what it, I remember. Like uh, all I remember from Death Clock is just a, uh, la, 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 and a constant double kick, and that like it's been years since I've actually like seen uh, Metalocalypse. Is that what the show was called? Yeah, yeah. I used to love that show. <laughs> I thought I thought it was so funny, dude. Yeah, and as a, like as a as a fan of metal, like it's it's kind of hard not to like that show. They make fun of it so well, like the the episode where they like go to the louisiana swamps or something and they get their the dude's trying to teach him how to play blues music yeah the, the old black man is trying to play the, the and they, like the only how they, to play blues they only know how to do like hammer-ons and like pull-offs and stuff yeah. It's so fucking funny. yeah i think get down with the revolution would have been a way better opener for this album, it would have set the tone a lot more for the album rather than Circle of Demons. Yeah, I think so as well. I think in no case were we going to get an intro that kind of started off a little more subtly, I guess. Like, it was always going to come out with a bang. And yeah it I doesn't mean, matter what song you put first the singer is starting right off the bat everything's starting right off the bat there's no yeah yeah, yeah. there's this, no lead in this song might have turned people off for a different reason is maybe they hear that synth and they'd think like oh this is gonna be like techno uh metal core scene blood on the dance floor stuff <laughs> honestly i think for metalheads circle of demons is a way better opener than this one. Oh yeah but i think sure. for the general audience uh, get down the revolution or really any other song on the record is a better opener <laughs> and the band it's like they're it's like you're kind of like jumping into the middle of a conversation with these songs it's, like you're we're just jumping into the middle of the song the song's already been playing is what it feels like it's like they wrote these songs and they were like all right we have to like cut one part out of each song <laughs> and for this one they're like I, I guess we can cut out like the first verse just go straight into the chorus that's what these songs feel like. It's just like, oh, we were playing the first half of this song silently, so you're just kind of jumping into the first chorus now. <laughs> but and this they... one, like, the this one has like a very sing songy chorus, and the verses are so like, yeah. just like, uh, and his like growly vocals. I used to think that his scream was like so one note. And now I'm like going back. I'm like, dude, he can growl. He can screech. He can kind of do. He's got a lot things. of screamo range, man. Yeah, for sure. I was wondering if this was the same singer doing all these vocals. I want to, I want to say it is. I think when I saw them live, like he was screaming and singing. 
Um, but you know, sometimes live, like the guitarist or the drummer or something will step in to do a scream. So the guy doesn't have to stop singing or whatever. Like I'm sure live they did it a little differently, but I'm pretty sure sure. it's the same guy. Well, I was wondering if maybe the clean vocals that weren't auto tuned might've been one of the guitarists or something. Possibly. It always sounds like the same person to me, but maybe it's not. Yeah. White people all sound the same. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I, I can't tell the difference. I thought you were the singer about all costs for a little bit there. I thought I was too. I was like, is this? Is this I, I called up the guys and they were like, you're not in this band. I'm like, uh, right. you're like, uh, I think I am. I hear myself. I'm pretty sure. Like, I know I don't remember the lyrics or the melodies or anything. But. I know I don't like the lyrics I wrote, but I'm pretty sure this is my <laughs> band. And this is another band also like continuing the fucking trend. Three minute songs, no longer than three or four minutes fucking no bullshit on any of these songs except the closer and the closer literally has just bullshit added on to you. And it's not bullshit cause I like it, but it's just, it's the only reason the last song is longer than three minutes is because they added a four minute weird outro. Yeah. There we're, there's going to be one day when we're going to get to like the hour long album that we're both trudging through, you know, uh, but yeah. it's, it's not today. <laughs> no, I don't, it's, I don't know if we're, it's, I think it's going to take us a long time to get there, especially cause we both, connected on how much we hate when an album is longer than 45 minutes yeah i mean like there are exceptions but like uh, you know short and sweet cut the fat you know yeah this one has this one's very short and sweet and it has that i love like i couldn't think of another way to put it like that witchy his little witchy delivery before the bridge where he's like it almost sounds like he's going like Boil, boil, toil, or like toil and trouble, or whatever. Like he's going like, well, yeah. It's like he's like doing like a, like an incantation. That combined with the guitars, just doing these weird. I don't even know if these scales are like in the key of the song. I don't even know either. I don't. Those two things combined. It did sound like some kind of incantation for, like I don't know, a pentagram summoning demon or something. Yeah, it sounds like he's like. Yeah, like kind of like waving his hands over a big cauldron. And he's just like. <laughs> like just fucking, then he starts screaming. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, it could be so cheesy and goofy, but they do it so well. Like it doesn't turn me off at all. For Yeah, it, it it's it's riding that line, but it's it's never like. I think there is one song that was like pretty cheesy, but the amount of times they could have, this whole album could have just been Swiss, you know, but they, they, they do it well. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely could have been really cheese ball and they, yeah, man, they pull it off. Like you can tell it's hard for me to get into an album where I can, it doesn't sound like the, the musicians are playing with like enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and you can hear like, you can listen to a thrash album that is just energy to the, to the max, but it might not, you might not feel the enthusiasm coming from it. And this album has the energy and the enthusiasm. You can tell that a, they love these fucking songs and B they truly believe in what they're saying in these songs. Right. And that enthusiasm was just like, dude, like they were getting a message across. I mean, this song is called the message. (laughs) I mean, yeah, (laughs) And you can just hear, you can hear that enthusiasm. And I, and I think it's very, I think it's like contagious. That's why that witchy incantation part to me is just like, 
uh, that could, if you didn't believe in that, you wouldn't feel cool doing it. And it would sound lame, but he felt cool. You can, I, I can hear it in his voice. He thinks this is fucking cool. And he's yeah. right. He, God damn it. He's right. <laughs> he's right. Cause of how confident he was that he was right. That's kind of all it takes, right? If you're confident, on, people will believe you. It's, it's, I don't know how they were able to fit four choruses in this three minute long song. <laughs> it's because the verses are like four lines. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. And I, I love the lyrics though. Like I bow to no one who stands for bullshit. I'm the one who stands up as you sit. And I noticed that he uses, um, he says these words apocalyptic and forever cryptic. And he uses that in several songs on this album. I mean, maybe that's a through line of the theme. That's that's metal, baby. That's Raven. <laughs> that's so Raven. Apocalyptic that's, and forever cryptic. It's it's Raven, man. Apocalyptic, blood, death. You know, yeah. circle, all, all a circle of cryptic. demons. <laughs> circle. I mean, if circle of demons didn't get it across already. But Let It Rain, song after this. And again, I'm not going to say it just starts because you know it just starts. Um, this one had a really great like Southern metal-y riff in the beginning. It almost kind of sounds like a Metallica. Yeah. And his like vocal delivery as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of, he's not really screaming. He's doing more like, yeah, like what James Hetfield does where he's just like talking really loudly. But I, this is, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Mm, yeah, this is a good one, man. I I really love that chorus. You fucking snake. Yeah. I love that. It's very catchy. But then those verses go hard as well. Yeah, and I love that they 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 switch up the tempo of the chorus and the verse. Like it doesn't they don't perfectly go well together and they somehow like make it cohesive. <laughs> They, I think they do have to do a little transition between, you know, those parts to kind of like, all right, and now we're going over here. Yeah, the drums kind of set it up. The guitars will ring out, and then you'll have the drums go, and then they'll go into the next thing. And you're just like, yeah. yeah. That, they do they do have to kind of like, <laughs> they do kind of have to create a little <laughs> they gotta bit of space. They got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but that just kind of, that shows you, man, like they must have taken forever to write these songs. Yeah. Not maybe taken forever, but they worked on them a lot. These I mean, songs the, are like there is no filler in any of these songs. There's no filler, but there there are so many different parts. Yeah, that's and what I mean. It, yeah, just the amount of time they they made and reworked and rearranged and remade parts for these songs must have it it must have been quite uh, a task. <laughs> Yeah, man, the solo on this song, it's it, it's almost like a noise solo, and it's it's mm. very chaotic, but it fits perfectly in there. And yeah, you can just you really can't tell like listening to this. It is it might be a four minute long song, but there are three or four distinct parts in it, and sometimes yeah. each of those distinct parts have their own tempo. Well, I think it's all the same tempo, but I think it they it's like different moods, like different feels on that tempo yeah but like tell, i mean tell me tell me what i'm trying to say brett please let me sit back and you can tell me what i'm trying to say <laughs> jesus what I'm fucking say- christ 
No, you know what? No, fine. Okay, you were saying the right thing. No, yeah, no, no, no. You know, this is the, it's the Brett show. Just go ahead. They do change tempo at the end when they go into that weird, just that solo, that whole solo outro. Yeah, that weird little psychedelic solo outro, which I couldn't tell if it was in a major key or a minor key. (laughs) Speaking of solos, there's a surprising lack of solos on this album. Yeah, I love that. That was one of the things I, I hated about metal. Yeah, Whenever, I love I that as well. Like, yeah, I well, that's one of the things that turned me off of metal was needing a solo on every song. I was just like, dude, it's just musical masturbation. <laughs> it's it it it's just an excuse for the guitarist to like, hey guys, look what I could do. Yeah. And like, there are iconic solos in like metal and rock music, but that that was like one of the main things that I disliked about metal before I finally got could get into it when I was like 18 or 19 was the solos. I fucking don't care. I don't want to sit and listen to a minute and a half solo on every song. It has to be on every song. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that it would be every single song would have a solo or else maybe some metal fanboys would complain or something. And, uh, uh, but yeah, there are very few solos on this record. I, I think that is a positive also. Yeah. And, for and sure. I don't necessarily like this outro. The more I listened to it, the more I kind of started disliking the tone of the lead guitar on this part. There's like phaser on it or something. That is not <laughs> tone so bone Raven. Faded. Yeah, that is not so Raven at all. That tone. <laughs> or maybe it's too Raven, and that's why I don't like it. <laughs> and I thought it was also interesting that it sounds like they have some like electronic drums on this outro. Yeah. I, like I don't maybe know just if... that snare. Maybe they're just programmed because they do use some electronic, like some kind of drum machine drums throughout this album at times. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I just didn't like that outro very much, but I do love, because again, it, it brought the energy down for me, but the end of the outro with the airplane sound of like, it sounds like an airplane engine. Yeah. Revving up. It's such a great way to like ramp up the energy again for, for the next song. And it makes sense called Ride Through the Storm. Ride Through the kind Storm. Kind of an airplane, you know, going through the air. <laughs> how how scary is it that this is way more relevant now than it was in 2007? Uh, you know, I was thinking about that listening to this album. It's like, I, I, you know, we're listening to all these old albums, all these protest albums that are maybe even more topical today than they ever were. And it just shows that we never did anything back then to combat this very steady uh, conversion of power, you know, going from the people to a very, very rich and powerful selected few. uh, If we ever had any of that power to begin with. And this is this 2020 and 2021, this raid on the Capitol is kind of this culmination of this system finally showing its true face showing that it's doing much more for these selected few than it is for the mass citizens of this nation yeah it's weird that you that you have an entire nation that feels disenfranchised but for completely different reasons like we and it's something that like oh we need to nip this in the bud this shit has been going on for a long fucking time we're far past the point of of nipping it in the butt (laughs) yeah and but i it's like this song is so well written where it's a conversation between 
what I'm guessing is the president or whoever's in charge, the man and the, man. the, and the general public. Like it is so fucking cool how they wrote this song and how he takes the singer takes on, like you said, like a, this disgusting growl that when he's speaking yeah. as the man and he's saying, good day, my American swine. It's me. your great divine. Well, thanks to all. Thanks for all of your blind faith. Your rights are mine to take. And again, yeah. this is another like the message is fucking clear, but it can so easily be misconstrued. Listening to it now, I I mean I think I I did like the lyrics to this one. Uh, the ignorance of your contempt, you know, yeah, uh, and your contempt for figurements have blessed these years of war. Uh, so I'll proceed to feed the need of my dear friends who feed on greed while holding down the poor. It's like, yep, that's about it. <laughs> that, could, could it be put more succinctly and just so on point? So well said. Yeah. And he's and speaking I, from that perspective, which is like so creepy and, and just perfect. And the beat is so good. Just that military Even, fucking driving beat. Even when it gets out of that marching snare, and it gets into the kind of the more traditional music they've been playing, it's still a very marching beat. That double kick is still doing the same pattern. Mm. And the strings in the background playing yeah. playing the riff along with the guitars. Yeah. It's so theatrical, man. I like I can picture this like being on a stage, you know, where the guy is like speaking from the podium and then the audience is speaking back. And like when <laughs> when the American public or, you know, is speaking back, they're the 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 rhythm is totally different right it's like yeah more punky and he's singing and it's almost it's it's catchy but it's just like you can't help but just be like that like that's just like oh that is just such a great representation of just like oppression man and it's it's uh-huh. so well done. And like the Americans, you know, or the, the regular people coming back we're you know, we won't give into this. You've got to go. The youth is fed up. Yeah. And he goes, Oh yeah. The American youth, a left wing self-righteous proof that dissonance just divides your movement <laughs> fades out and dies, leaving you with yours truly. So just give up. You're out of luck. Give up your fight. Give up your rights to me. Give me your soul. It's like, Oh, God. Yeah, and you know, guess what? <laughs> that's that's what's been happening. That's how we got to this point. Yeah, it's happening now more than ever. Because at it's, least it's back be- then, the politicians were quiet about what they're doing. Now it's obvious what they're doing, and they're just speaking out again, like about it. They're just like, "Yep, this has been our thing the whole time." Yeah, and like it's, it's our we're we're kind of subdued and you know the youth of 2007 is you know grown up mm-hmm. and they're adults and they you know not much not much was was done really like to change this system that we're under yeah and it's it's like we always catch on late right like we don't do anything until we have to yeah yeah it, it like is if they're able to keep us content then it we're not going to fight for it. something has to be blatantly wrong blatantly in our face affecting and, us personally yeah and for for me as a person who grew up in a middle class family like i never knew the real hardships of 
you know, the people who this system really targeted uh, as a white person as well as, as right. someone who is not a minority. Uh, so it's only recently through, you know, seeing all this, all this stuff through the BLM protests, through Twitter and, uh, you know, the news you get through Twitter. I'm finally being educated about all this stuff that's going on and all this stuff that I was blind to before. Yeah, it's like just because you didn't know that it was happening doesn't mean that it's a lie to make you feel shitty about yourself. <laughs> and if a lot of people are getting so defensive, there's no such thing as as you know white privilege. It's just like, well, of course you would never know because you don't know what it's like to not have it. Yeah, right. Like now, now that white people are being treated as as they perceive lesser than, it's they can't they can't wait to fucking rise up. How dare it's, you treat me lesser than? Well, it's, it's these people that have had this, 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 uh, crap, I forgot the word, but they've had this privilege for so long and it's not even, their privileges aren't really even being taken away, but they're seeing, uh, it, it, we're trying to move on to all it, all people getting these kind of privileges, not having to be followed in a shopping store because someone thinks you're stealing, not getting pulled over by the cops for no reason, right. you know, that they're <laughs> kind of it's against. Yeah. And so it's it's and then we see like how, you know, the the I mean, fuck it, I'll call them terrorists that that attack the Capitol building like, yeah, they, they killed a fucking cop. And that just <laughs> well, goes to kind of show you like, yeah, I guess blue lives matter really meant black lives don't. Yeah. Because it blue was lives only really ever. Matter, yeah. It, it was blue lives mattered until they didn't agree with you anymore. <laughs> and people were still, people still had blue lives matter flags at the protest, storming the Capitol, storming through guards, killing a policeman with a fire extinguisher. Uh, just charging through all these uh, authority figures to get into the Capitol. Hitting and another like, policeman with an American flag pole. Could that be any more fucking poetic? It, it was never, it was never in solidarity with the police. It was just never. a movement to stop the BLM movement. hundred percent. And they don't see the irony in that. They don't. <laughs> so, I mean, so many things just about that day have come up, like these pictures of people climbing over the wall to get into the Capitol, mm -hmm. right? The the picture of someone walking with a Confederate flag through the through the Capitol of the United States. It's it's just it's it's in your face. Yeah, it's it's right in your face. And it's all you these know, politicians it, and all these policymakers and all these people that have been pushing these people to their fucking edge. Um, but I think we're just gonna we're gonna see a lot more come out over the next few weeks or months about what was really happening there. And I think we're we're all going to realize how much worse it could have been, <laughs> like for no, real. No, I I only just a couple days ago I saw a video of you know uh, one of the news channels showed some video that we hadn't seen before. Apparently there were instead of there being one death, which was a woman that got shot, there were two deaths, and there was a cop, and then there were five deaths. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the the numbers are kind of going up, and you see these videos of people. Uh, just pushing against the security guards of the Capitol. The and, heave ho video. Uh, yeah, the heave ho, and that guy just cr like crying out in pain. Help me, a cop. Yeah, bleeding from yeah, his mouth, it, screaming help me, and people are just looking at him. 
and it's 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 just in the way the media kind of tried to is they're already trying to put this event in the past and they were trying to soften the blow like well they got in but no damage was done no one was you know was nothing too bad happened it was mostly peaceful but it it wasn't it wasn't and i think i was watching live and they did use some tear gas yeah uh but i think that's the extent of it yeah you know and i and i i fully truly believe yeah there might have been some police there on duty that were allowing it to happen but i fully believe that like mostly what happened is that they were understaffed and they were overrun well there are there are multiple videos of police literally opening the gates right but that's letting that can be misconstrued in. right that can be they were told hey you have 300 people that are trying to push through these gates there's five of you guys we're gonna have you guys fall back so like it doesn't look good that they look like they were opening the gates but there's it's well, there's more dangerous also video for the cops it's also videos of the cops taking like selfies. waving in the protesters to the capitol <laughs> they think they're fighting a corrupt government it's it's really yeah it's really like a textbook um case of i don't know what but I think it's pretty obvious. Like a psychologist could probably break down what's happening with these people pretty fucking simply. Well, it's you know the followers of Trump. It, it's basically become a cult by now. They've been indoctrinated to yeah. think that everything Trump says is right and everything against Trump is wrong. Not just wrong, but and, false. Yeah, false. And it's even like if you have a shred of sense, then you have to realize like it can't like this guy cannot be the end all the be all end all of everything. And it's these people, these people are just indoctrinated. That's the best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. Cause you don't, I feel like calling them like mentally ill is a little insulting to people who actually are mentally ill. And I think calling them stupid or or uneducated is oversimplifying it. Yeah, I think that's true as well. It's it's scary, man. How how easily people can be influenced, but like we should probably get back to this record because we're almost two hours in. Yeah, yeah, we'll speed around. Step one, I am here with all ears. I am here to understand. Well, he doesn't you know, sound like, like Macho Man Randy Savage. Hey, hey, hey. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, brother, Mean Gene. Hey, you come over to my house, brother. I'll show you a good smackdown. Oh, yeah. We're going to listen to at all costs. Yeah. Because that's what my screamo voice sounds like. You sound, dude, I would listen to a a metal band that Macho Man Randy Savage is a singer. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Mean Gene. Yeah. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of classic Uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, brother, I have. <laughs> and it's so good, brother. I had a guy call me brother while I was walking my dog today and I felt fucking awesome. <laughs> the guy went, Hey, I cute like, dog. I go, You too. He goes, Thanks, brother. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am, dude. Thank you for noticing. I am your brother. Um yeah, the next song, Leaving Forever, my favorite song. Really? Oh, dude, I love the rhythm of the song. I love, again, that it just fucking starts like every other one. 
and it just starts like a very like punky thrashy intro and then it'll just, like like we've said just switch up on a dime and just have the the drums just go like and click the bell and then it's like like you know when that bell gets hit oh that drop is about to drop and it's yeah dude that double the oh it's such a weird drop with the vocals as well they have his kind of like just uh, talking really loudly, you know, kind of James Hetfield delivery. They have his growls. They have his screams. They have the singing. They have the auto-tune. They have the robot voice going. Like, everything's on this one. Yeah, that, that they have that cool, that breakdown. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. With, like, yeah, with that kind of like trading. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Again, can be so cheesy and lame, but it's so great. <laughs> and then they have that fucking, yeah, that. Like which is the kick drum, uh, then he goes like, oh, I just want a fucking headbang so bad. I haven't headbanged forever. I just got really. This might have been a good first song on the album. Yes, dude, for sure. Again, it's 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 hard for me to say like this would be better because it's it's there's no there's also no intro, so it's hard to be like, well, this is a better song because at least you get a little bit of like a heads up. But it would be a yeah, great well, intro because it, it does like this is what you're going to hear on this whole album, but you're going to hear it all in this one song. It kind of gives you a little everything. Mm-hmm. And that robot voice you like know? legitimately gives me goosebumps when I hear it. Really? Yeah, dude. That hair on the on my neck fucking like stands up and I get. Wow. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's so the energy is just it's so contagious on that song. Uh, and then it goes into uh, eating lightning. Yep, Which again. is one of my other favorite songs on the album. Yeah, another song that just starts. I mean, it doesn't need to be said. Do you like the... Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that until like my second or third listen. Oh, wow. Back of goes like... Aah! Like, it makes it very epic. Yeah, it is. Know? And again, can be super cheesy, but they do it well. For sure. And I, I think this one might be one of my favorite verses... At first, I thought it was kind of whack because mm-hmm. of like all he was doing in it, ah, mm-hmm. you know, with the harmonies and stuff. But the more I got into it, the more I was like, "Ooh, doesn't this is dancey? <laughs> like, let's right? go! It's kind of dancey, yeah." And, and that Tom and I, driving beat is so cool in the verses. And I I love the harmonies that come in. I love the backup vocals that come in with it. Yeah, and then we're. You know, riders out on the plane. We're eating lightning. We've touched the train. Like, I don't know. We're eating lightning is such a cool line to me. So Raven. Even though I, like, I have no idea what they're talking about, honestly. It's, yeah, it's very, it's like, just so fucking Raven. That song, We're Eating Lightning. It's, it's very Raven. Super Raven. And, uh, they got your tambo, baby. Make it even more dancey. They got my tambo, baby. They need that tambo. Even more dancey. Just a tambourine. Like, it's just like, who fucking does that in a metal song? It like, it, it, oddly enough, it makes it even a little more driving. Yeah. You know? It's perfect, dude. It's so well done. It's, it's like a weird choice, but it's great. Yeah. And then you have the arpeggio, the guitars and arpeggios with like just the vocals going, the group vocals. Yeah. Really cool. And it's like harmony vocals. I love that stuff. I love when it's just like the music cuts out and there's the guitar going, but the harmony vocals and then bam, bam, da, na, na, it goes back into it. I love that, that yeah. kind of stuff. 
it's very uh, to me that's very punk uh you know drip punk inspired or something maybe <laughs> that's that's my interpretation well you are entitled to it sir so there yeah and that's again like song doesn't really let up ever and i love the the outro just those weird machinery robotic sounds going it's so fucking cool <laughs> and it transitions pretty smoothly into the last song which is drugs which is finally a, a little fucking break <laughs> you know at the end of the album and the fast paced <laughs> parts quote unquote are like 30 seconds long and then it goes back to this like yeah like really fucking plotting slow like it kind of makes me think like they were like after like a minute of that slow part they're like all right enough of that and then like we gave you all a break we're bored and then like let's do thrash real quick and then we'll go back to the thing (laughs) and like but i love like the we don't want to lose everyone yeah and the song's called drugs which is just like it's cool that like the song called drugs is the one that they finally slow down (laughs) But the song like feels it's like, you know, it made me feel like it, I was picturing like, like being marched to your death is what it felt like. It was just like this slow plotting. Like mm. it was like you're being marched to your death. So like it feels helpless and hopeless. It's like so slow, and like you know the guy sounds like helpless. Like when he's singing and his voice is just kind of weak. And then when they get to the thrash parts, it makes me think of like you realize what's about to happen. So you have that, those last few moments of like fighting back, kind of panicking, kind of, yeah. Panicking, realizing what's about to happen. And you have, you haven't fully given in yet. And then you get beat back down and it gets, you go slow again and you're still like, you're like back on the March and then you fucking try, you know, one more time to like break out of it. And it's just like, Nope. And it's just like, just made me think like this guy's just like fighting for his life and then it's done. And I, and Mm -hmm. The ending is so fucking, I used to really, really not like it. And now listening to it again, <laughs> I love the ending that has this like marching kind of like drums going on and like a melodica of all things playing. And I'm like, you don't hear melodica on anything nowadays. And it's just like cool <laughs> that they play that they picked that at the end of the song. It kind of made me think of like bagpipes at a funeral. I'm like, it kind of sounds like bagpipes a little bit. I'm just like, I wonder, like, I wonder if that was the, the vibe they were trying to get at. But yeah, like the, that secret track, I thought it was a really strange way to end a record. But now when I started thinking like, oh, this kind of makes me think like a bunch of soldiers are like marching off to war and like the band is playing them off. It added a lot to it. Once I put it in a context that I could like it, I'm like, ooh, that's, I like it now. Mm-hmm. But but then it fades out. Yeah. And then there's about a minute and a half left of the track. And it just kind of spirals through all of these different kind of almost wet sounds. Yeah. Like Kid A Radiohead era type electronic percussion stuff. And it all eventually builds into what what you feel is going to be a climax. And then it just cuts off. Yeah, and I and ends the record. And did you notice <laughs> that at the very end, it does it like you said, it kind of sounds like it's ramping up to something, and then you hear very, very faintly the beginning of Kill, like a uh, Circle of Demons, start playing. Mm, are you sure? Well, it's not the beginning of the song. You hear him go kill, kill. At the very end. 
it's a it's like you can oh, hit, you know hit, what yeah i think you're yeah right. it's it's kind of fucked with a little bit but it's like yeah and it's like oh wow that's cool that they kind of like circled back a little bit um yeah, yeah. man that that's a I, I used to not like the ending of that album because of that because i was like what a fucking weird long ending to that but then now i go back and i'm just like oh what a perfect way to end that <laughs> what a perfect way to like just tie it up with a bow and it's just like here's more of our weirdness and um something that you didn't hear on the rest of the album which i think is cool yeah i mean even even at the very end they keep you kind of on your toes <laughs> man that was and and that right there was circle of demons by at all costs that's Circle of Demons. Holy shit. What a record, man. I think for someone who's not a fan of Metalcore, I'm glad that you dug it. Um, Because I think it is a challenging record for someone who's not really that into that type of metal, and especially not into Metalcore. (laughs) I'll definitely need to be in a very specific mood if I'm ever going to go back to it again. Yeah. (laughs) Just do what you like to do on Tuesday nights. You double fist some Four Locos. Yeah. You uh you light a nice scented candle. Uh-huh. You get in your little, you know, bubble bath. And you pop on I Circle get my of little Demons. suds on. I get my bath bomb. Yeah, you get your CBD bath bomb. Yeah. Pop on <laughs> Circle of Demons and just vibe out for 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm I'm going to try my next experience. I'm going to try to play the album over a speaker and be underwater for the whole thing. So I can uh, kind of like, yeah, I feel like that would add, to, like for someone who doesn't do drugs, I feel like that might be what it's like to listen to the album while on drugs. Yeah. It might be the closest thing you get to the experience. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to hold my breath for about 45 minutes and we'll see how it is. You know? Yeah. I mean, you might as well just put the speaker in the water with you. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Just get it in there with me. That way you can feel the the sound waves, the, vi- the vibrations, you can vibe and the waves. With the vibrations. And, well, you know, here's the thing: is that speed moves quicker in water, or uh, sound moves quicker speed in water. Quicker. So I speed speed sound moves quicker in water. So I feel like it might the music might go too fast. Yeah, the thrashy parts are just gonna fly right past you. Like I'm probably gonna be able to listen to the album in 30 minutes. Wouldn't that be nice? All right. Me and Miss Elizabeth will be right there with you listening to it, brother. <laughs> well, let's let's give our dang ratings on this one. I will let you go first because this is your first time hearing it. Okay. Uh so I I think this is this is like a seven seven point two to me. Mm. That's like it's like a B tier. I enjoyed it. I'm probably not going to go back to it too often. Uh, but I think when I do, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to have a really good time. There were some choice nugs, right? You're not going to go back and listen to the whole album, but there were some choice nugs that you're, that you could, you're going to keep listening. There to. were, yeah, there were definitely some choice nugs. Uh, the, uh, ah, crap. It was eating lightning part three. Yeah. And, uh, the fourth song, which was raining, uh, let it rain death, blizzard of snakes. Mm-hmm. Those were my two favorite. 
Yeah, those were great. I think, uh, yeah, man, I think a 7.2 is honestly better than I thought you were going to give it. Like I was genuinely like you were worried I wasn't going to like Pup. I was 60-40 thinking you were going to like this. I'm like 60% <laughs> I think you're going to dig this. And then a pretty fair percentage that I'm like, I have no idea what kind of rock music you like outside of, you know, like what we play together. So I'm just like, fuck, man, I might have fucking screwed the pooch on this one. I think I think with metal in general, honestly, uh, I think there's a good 75% chance I'm not going to like something. I think it's the same with me, to be honest. I'm really, pe- really? I'm really, really picky with metal music. I'm starting mm. to kind of open up a little bit. I'm starting to, to really like thrash a lot lately. Um, but I'm really picky with metal music, which is why I didn't listen to it for a long time. And then kind of kill switch is what got me into metalcore. And then from there I found a whole bunch of other bands. So, um, kill switch might be a great album for us to listen to at some point on an episode. There's definitely two of theirs that I would think are almost masterpieces for metalcore. Uh, well, what, what comes to my mind when I think about metal is what I would write, rate this album. And well, what would that be? Let's finish that segment first. <laughs> um, I, well, maybe maybe I don't care about your rating for this You one. clearly don't. You ever thought of that? You clearly don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. All right. My rating for All this right. album would be an 8.6. Oh, wow. Okay. I really, really loved it. I think the only reason it didn't get a 9 or higher is because there are a couple of songs that I it's not that I dislike, but I think they're they're kind of weaker among the other stuff. I think some of it, so so much of it, is so strong the material. And there's a couple of ones that I'm just like, man, y'all cut really great songs. I would love to hear those compared to the one or two that I don't really like on this album. Like step mm-hmm. one is probably the weakest one on the album, and then next to that, um, I can't even recall like another one that I think is like a little like just kind of didn't really grab me as much, but. Yeah, I would give this an 8.6. This is such a solid fucking metalcore album and honestly one of my favorites. And it's a band that no one really knows. And so I hope more people listen to it after this episode because they deserve some listens, man. This is a this is an album worth listening to. If you like thrash, if you like metalcore, if you like punk, chances are you might like this. It's very Raven. It's, it's so fucking Raven. Um, if you mess with the EQ a little bit, you'll get a tone bone. You'll be turgid. <laughs> And you'll have to think about baseball you're, players to get rid of it. <laughs> you're, it's. I think it's fine enough as it is without an EQ. I don't think it's necessary. Okay. But if you if you do want to give yourself that little tone bone mm-hmm. that you that you might not always get, go ahead and go in and go with Lucas's suggestion. Little Tony Baloney. Yep. I think um, I think it it does need a little bit more bass, a little bit more. Um, mids to to balance it out or anything but yeah 8.6 this is a fucking fantastic record um and we forgot again to tell people that they should listen to it before we go into it so can i do it this time yeah 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 uh hey guys welcome to the beginning of the episode uh we hope you enjoy your stay we would just like to tell you before you listen go ahead and give this album a listen yourself we have a link in the bio we have a link in the description where you can check it out. It's Circle of Demons by At All Costs. And it is... Make sure you read the title of the album cover you see. Make sure it's not by a band called Asphyx. 
It says Adela. Uh, 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 it, it, it says the name. Yeah. Listen to it. Great intro. So we're gonna edit that in, right? We're gonna edit that to the beginning. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll take this and we'll put it at the other end there. Okay, we're getting good at that. We're good at editing. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, and Lucas, oh, Lucas, what? 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 No, you what? What? Oh, go ahead. What? You know what I think of when I think of baseball players? Ooh, uh, bright light social hour. How'd you know, dude? I think of that all the time. I think of bright light social hour when I'm trying to get a tone bone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the same exact thing. Dude, are we going to talk about them in the next episode? Are we going to listen to one of their albums? Uh, well, God, Lucas, I just wish there was an album that was named after the band. Like a self-titled. Like a self-titled. <sighs> do we do we know if there's something like that out there? Do we know if there's an album called The Bright Light Social Hour? I highly doubt it, but let's look into it. Um, and if there is, let's talk about it on the next episode. You know what? That sounds like a great plan to me. All right, so if that album exists, that's what we'll be talking about. Awesome. Great. And if not, well, we'll just wing it. Yeah, we'll probably just talk. That's usually what we do anyway. Yeah. We would, we just won't listen to any music. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Bright Light Social Hour never listened to them. So um, let's hope that album exists and we can we can uh, talk about it next week. Gosh, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Me too. I really, really hope that it's a real thing. What would you... Before we we go, what would you rate this episode? You know, I think given given my previous inexperience with this type of music, uh, my first time listening to this album, listening to this band, listening to any of this type of music at all, honestly, I'm going to give myself an 8.6. Damn. I I think I'm going to give this I think I'm going to give this episode an 8.7 very nice it, it really is it's it's the the whole is better than the individual parts you know my girlfriend has tried explaining that saying to me so often <laughs> and i think i kind of get it but mm, maybe maybe we'll figure it out in some episode what did you think you know this episode i would say with your inexperience with how little you listen to this type of music how this is kind of your yeah. first foray into this and how much I uh-huh. love this album and I love this genre of music. I would give this episode like an 8.7. Oh, wow. Okay. I would give your performance more of like a 7.2. Uh, okay. But the episode, again, I mean, the sum is greater than the parts. I did really well. So I kind of overcorrected. Yeah. You, you kind of brought it home for both of us. And I really do appreciate you doing that yeah. for us. I think I did like a 10 to be able to bring a 7.2 up to an 8.7. I think. You know, personally, in my opinion, 10's really, it's the peak of perfection. I don't know if a 10 exists. Maybe the resignation by our Bandits could be like a 10 out of 10 episode. But yeah. I don't think it was. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is by far the longest right, episode we've well, done i think i think this might even be longer than our expandits oh boy oh boy I, I don't know how that happened we're gonna keep breaking records buddy stick with me <laughs> we're breaking records let's see if we can ever get this format under two hours yeah and with that said thank you so much for listening buddies thanks for sticking along with us we will be back next week with bright light social hour I think it's self-titled. We'll find out. 
We'll figure that out for y'all. Brett, buddy, this was good. Lucas, this was good. good. All right. Well, let's end this episode in three, two, one.